The Utes get the big-time victory at home, knocking off USC. The Tyler Huntley-led offense continues to roll for the third straight game. And could this be the fastest defense that Utah has ever seen? It's all coming up next on a special edition of Locked on Utes. Fans, welcome on into Locked On Utes, your one-stop shop for all things University of Utah. This is for October 20th, 2018, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and this is a special edition, a special post-game edition, I should say, of Locked On Utes. I'm your host, Tyson Ewing, play-by-play voice of Utah women's basketball. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and tune in radio, basically wherever you get your podcasts, you can find us there. Be sure to leave us a review and a five-star rating if you enjoy the show. Now, you can also be heard here on the program by calling 419-777-UTES. That's 419-777-8837. Be sure to leave a voicemail, leaving your name, of course, and ask questions, leave comments and opinions, and, you know, really just have your voice heard here on the Locked on Utes podcast. Feel free to email us as well at LockedOnUtes at gmail.com. Really, same thing. Feel free to ask your questions, leave comments and opinions, and they'll be read on the show. As for social media, you can follow along on Twitter with a simple ha- with a simple Twitter handle of at Locked On Utes. Be sure to give us our or be sure to give our Facebook page a follow as well, and be sure to let all your Utah friends know about the Locked On Utes podcast. So, as I mentioned, this is a special edition of Locked On Utes. This is a post game edition as the Utes get the victory at home, knocking off USC by a final of forty one to twenty eight in a game that Utah controlled not from the beginning, but roughly from about. I'd say about the middle of the first quarter on, it was all Utah. This was a very fun game, a really good game to to be at and to feel the stadium's electricity. It was it was incredible. Uh, from what I understand, it was a sellout crowd tonight, and it was a record crowd on hand to witness Utah's, dare I say, one of the biggest games of the Pac-12 era for the University of Utah. Coming into this game against USC, a team that every single year is in it as far as the Pac-12 South goes. And as far as implications, you can imagine the Utah players were absolutely psyched for this matchup. You know, and we've talked about this before. This is a University of Utah team that coming into the season, Ute fans might have been a little disappointed. There was even one time I was... Yeah, I, I was I was walking around with my Utah jacket on, and I had a fan come up to me and tell me, "quote Those guys really piss me off." This was this was right after the Utes lost to Washington State. It was actually that same night the Utes lost to Washington State, and ever since that moment, Utah has completely flipped the script, and you've seen an entirely different offense especially. The defense has, has, has really been on point all season long and they continue to do their thing and maybe even do more than what you might expect from them. And you know what I want to make sure to talk about a little bit later in this episode, could this be the fastest defense that Utah's ever seen? Yes, you might say that 2008 squad was better, which you know that's definitely a fair argument, but I want to possibly argue with you 
that this might be the quickest defense that Utah has ever had. And uh, we'll get into that as the show rolls along, just to kind of go over what happened in today's matchup. Utah fell behind big early. Um, it was a quick strike and, dare I say, very, very lucky throw by the by, uh, by the true freshman and highly recruited JT Daniels. He was escaping pressure, should have been hit, and if I recall, he was hit threw up more or less a Hail Mary, and Michael Pittman, the very talented wide receiver for USC, managed to come up with the ball in the end zone over two uh, Ute defenders in that backfield. It was incredible uh, that USC was able to come out with points on that when it looked as though it should have been an easy interception and headed the other way. But, uh, you know, luck dare I say, fell into that as USC got on the board first 7-0. And then the next drive for Utah, Tyler Huntley was stripped from behind, and and Big J Tufele ran 48 yards for the touchdown, giving USC a 14-0 lead. Britton Covey, however, would come to life and would respawn in a big way. First off the kickoff return, which was set up due to the penalty, an unsportsmanlike penalty was called on USC after the touchdown for, uh, I don't know if it was taunting or really what it was, but it was an unsportsmanlike penalty, which gave Utah a chance to return a kickoff, something that I don't even know if they've done yet all season long, but Britton Covey had a big, big return, and then two plays later, or really three plays later, actually, um, on a 46-yard bomb, Britton Covey, 46-yard touchdown pass from Tyler Huntley put Utes on, put uh, put the Utes on the board. They went into the end of the first quarter down 14 to seven. Matt Gay would then hit a field goal to start the second quarter, cutting the lead down to four. USC leading 14 to 10. The Utes' next drive as they forced USC to have to punt. Utes' next drive, Tyler Huntley. Uh, ran it in three yards on a spe- on a spectacular 11-play, 67-yard drive that extended roughly about five minutes, and then Matt Gay hit a field goal at the uh, end of the period, giving Utah a 20-14 lead heading into the break. Utah then received the ball to begin the second half, and they picked up right where they left off. Tyler Huntley found Solomon Enos in the right corner of the end zone on a beautiful ball. Tyler Huntley basically threw it up after an offsides penalty against USC, and the Utes put another one on the board after a seven-play, 75-yard drive. Damari Simpkins then received an 11-yard pass from Tyler Huntley a little bit later on in the third quarter, giving Utah a commanding 34-14 lead, and they went into that fourth quarter as though they were going to run away with it. The USC would somewhat respond due to a blocked punt on a bad snap, and it gave USC great field position. They were on the nine-yard line. Then Tyler Petit received this three-yard pass from Matt Fink, who who actually came in to replace JT Daniels. Didn't appear that JT Daniels had any injury, but going 6 of 16 for 80 yards and two interceptions, JT Daniels found himself on the bench to begin the fourth quarter. And then Utah would respond in a big way, a spectacular play call on first and 10 deep in Utah's territory after the kickoff where Jalen Dixon was matched one-on-one with the freshman corner, Greg Johnson. It was a beautiful play-action design where Tyler Huntley faked the handoff. Jalen Dixon came across the middle on a bit of a cross route, and Tyler Huntley found him in stride for the big 49-yard gain on that first down that more or less helped seal the victory for the University of Utah. Three plays later, Tyler Huntley found Jake Jackson wide open on the right side of the field. Jake Jackson went in untouched for the final touchdown of the night. 
Final score at Utah 41 and USC 28. If I can give a brief synopsis of how I felt this game was, it was incredible on all aspects except for one, and that would be the special teams. Uh, There was a muffed punt by Britton Covey uh, in that second quarter that gave USC great field position, but it was a missed field goal on that drive, and Utah was able to escape with really without any scars on that specific drive. And then, a, as I mentioned earlier, a blocked punt that put USC at the nine-yard line where they were able to punch it in and cut the game to 13 early in the fourth quarter. But, you know, like I said, that first play on first and on first and 10 from the 20-yard line, it was beautifully drawn up by Troy Taylor, and the Utes more or less sealed it because of that play. A lot to go into as far as the ins and outs of this game, offensively and defensively. It was really a spectacular game plan. Troy Taylor called what I might say the best game that he's called since coming to Utah, and that defense was just spectacular. They were elite on all levels, and a huge shout-out to the fans that showed up as well. As I mentioned earlier, believe it was a record crowd on hand to witness this big time game between Utah and USC and the fans brought it in big big fashion so a big shout out to you Utah fans for getting out supporting your Utah Utes and really helping this team uh, to secure a big victory in the Pac-12 South one that might have huge implications for the rest of the season and Utah has won now and because of this win Utah now holds the tiebreaker over USC after USC lost their second game in the Pac-12 South so right now Utah on a three-way tie in that Pac-12 South with Colorado with USC, which they now hold a tiebreaker over. So, in essence, Utah controls their own destiny. So, it's a wonderful position for the Utes to be in. Really, just take it game by game, and if Utah does manage to win out, they will win the Pac-12 South. Of course, they have some really difficult games ahead of them. Oregon, who actually lost their game against Washington State. ESPN came to the Palouse for game day, And the crowd, I don't know if you saw it, but the crowd really responded for Washington State. And you saw that play onto the field. That uh, that hype really showed up for Washington State as they got the big victory, giving Oregon the loss. But Utah still has Oregon on the schedule. They still have Colorado on the schedule. And, of course, you got to look at those road games, UCLA coming up next weekend, followed by Arizona State, which has never been an easy game for Utah. Uh, Really... Utah has now really placed themselves in a terrific position with the win over USC for the potential Pac-12 South title. And hopefully we'll be able to see the same type of performance that we saw tonight. Utah has now scored 40 points in three consecutive games. That's the first time that the Utes have ever done that since joining the Pac-12. Think about that for a minute. That's incredible. Now in their eighth season as a member of the Pac-12, and that's the first time that they have put 40 points on the board in three consecutive games, getting 41 tonight. Of course, they had 42 last week against Arizona and 40 back in their big-time victory at Stanford. You know, Utah is in prime position, and they are looking spectacular, dare I say. One of, if not the best team in the Pac-12 in the Pac-12 right now, Washington State might have an argument for that, especially with their win over Oregon today. But Utah's, um, but Utah's certainly playing like they are the best team, especially in the Pac-12 South. Now, I do want to make sure to share something with you guys that's absolutely sweeping the nation and for good reason. That's Sling TV. If you are like me, a sports guy, my wife will vouch for me. She knows how much I love sports. It's almost to a fault. I'm sure by now she's sick and tired of it. But I am sick and tired 
of having to pay for all these channels that don't bring me sports. I'm a sports guy. That's what I want to watch. Sling TV gives me that option. It's the best way to watch college football. I want to tune to the Michigan-Michigan State game today. I can through Sling TV. $30 a month, it gets you ESPN. It gets you SEC Network. It gets you the Pac-12 Network. It allows you to stream on all your devices, and you can also stream it to your big screen as well. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love, only better. No useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and cancel anytime you want. Now, Locked On, uh, the Locked On Podcast Network is giving you a special promotion. All Locked On listeners can get their seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Be sure to get Sling TV. We'll take just a short break, and when we come back, let's dive into this offense for the University of Utah and see what they did against this USC defense, how they were able to put 41 points on the board and keep it rolling. This is Locked On Utes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back inside the Locked On Utes podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. The Utes get the big-time victory, knocking off USC 41-28. to And I really want to dive into this offense. I believe, uh, as I mentioned earlier, this was one of the best games, if not the best game, called by Troy Taylor since he became the offensive coordinator of this University of Utah team. And it was done on so many different levels. First, you want to start in the trenches. That offensive line, as far as opening holes for uh, Zach Moss, when you think about this, now truly, USC owns one of the most talented group of defenders up front. And so what they tried to do, talking about USC in this game, was do was stop what Utah does best, and that's running the football. And so they came in stacking the box. There were times where there was eight or nine defenders just in there to clog the lane so that they would not be able to create space to open holes for Zach Moss. And in that first half specifically, you saw Utah have to go to the passing game. Well, unfortunately for USC, Tyler Huntley has been on his game as of late, and it continued today. But, you know, first talking about Zach Moss and that running game, that offensive line today was incredible. Zach Moss, 25 carries, 136 yards on the ground. That's an average of five and a half yards per carry against this incredible group up front in the USC Trojans. Now, yes, Porter Gustin is not in the line up, but they still have a lot of talent. They are the USC Trojans, folks. Come on. They are the USC Trojans. Of course, they have the talent, but uh, Utah did did so many great things on the ground. That's not even mentioning what TJ Green did. TJ Green came in. He had three carries, 19 yards on the ground. That's six and uh, that's, that's a little over six yards per carry. Armand Schein did some nice things too. He had... Uh, Seven yards on the ground and three carries. But the uh, running game, again, spectacular. 200 yards total on the ground 
for the University of Utah. I'm not even talking about what Tyler Huntley was able to do, which as which from the quarterback position, we know how elite he is escaping pressure. And boy, did he ever do that tonight. Escaping pressure like crazy, especially on two consecutive plays. One that resulted in uh, kind of a bad read, dare I say, by Tyler Huntley. And another by a really spectacular pass into the end zone uh, that resulted in a touchdown for the University of Utah. His escape ability was terrific tonight, and he also gained 33 yards on the ground as well for the Utes. So um, it's truly incredible what they were able to do, but all thanks goes to that offensive line, which was spectacular. Now going to what Tyler Huntley did. From the quarterback position, I just mentioned he, uh, he, he earned 33 yards on the ground, including a touchdown. He also threw exceptionally well. He was 22 of 29 for 341 yards and four touchdowns. 341 yards and four touchdowns for Tyler Huntley. That, folks, is truly, truly incredible uh, what uh, Tyler was able to do tonight. And not only that, but the receiving core was, was frankly, they were awesome as well. Through to nine different receivers and, folks, Britton Covey continues to be just spectacular for the University of Utah. He was great tonight. Four receptions, 79 yards, and a 46-yard touchdown that was, I mean, just your your typical Britton Covey run. And let's let you take a listen on what he had to say post-game regarding his offense and regarding uh, what especially Tyler Huntley is doing as well. I think we had a great game plan coming in. You can see we're really comfortable with what we're doing. And... Uh, Man, shout out to Tyler. He, he played a heck of a game. I mean, he, he made some plays that if we don't make, it's a really close game. I think that's the one thing that you can't teach is playmaking ability, and he has that. And there he is, Britton Covey. I mean, he's just terrific. <laughs> I mean, not only is he good on the field, he's a terrific person off the field as well. And he once again leads the team with 79 yards receiving. And, you know, again, just a terrific performance by all the receivers uh, for the University of Utah. As I just mentioned, nine different receivers caught passes tonight. And uh, it just goes to show just how good this offense really, really was. Uh, Matt Gay hit two field goals and... Uh, I mean, he's automatic. Let's just be honest. And in the return game, Britton Covey as well. 38 yards off that kickoff return, uh, which was, again, the play that set up the Britton Covey touchdown just a couple plays later. Uh, and he was responsible for a lot of yards <laughs> on that one specific drive. But Britton Covey, a terrific kickoff return as well, which then led to the first touchdown of the game for the University of Utah. And truly, this offense just continues to impress. It's their third straight game scoring 40 points or more. I just mentioned this a while ago. But 40 points, they had 40 against Stanford, 42 against Arizona, and now 41 against this USC defense. So this offense is now really starting to pick up. And this is what we expected to see offensively from this team. Maybe not even to the magnitude that they're playing right now. But I tell you what, right now, this offense looks prolific. And we'll see if it can continue moving forward. And before we go to break, I want to talk to you guys about something that was a lifesaver for me about this time a year ago, and that is Vivid Seats. Now, I'm a huge Atlanta Falcons fan. People who know me know that I love my Falcons. About a year ago, uh, my wife bought plane tickets to go see the Atlanta Falcons play, but put me in charge of buying tickets. And here's what I did. 
went to vivid seats, found some spectacular seats in the end zone on the lower bowl and saw my team play for the very, very first time in Atlanta, their brand new stadium, and vivid seats helped me get that. Now, vivid seats, it's an online event ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experience that lasts a lifetime. With Vivid Seats, listeners can watch their favorite teams, as I did with the Falcons about this time a year ago, and artists perform in person. Vivid Seats helps fans find their seats to any of their favorite live events, including sports, concerts, theater, and more. Now be sure to head to the Apple App Store or the Google Play apps, however you get your applications, of course, and download the Vivid Seats app Today, enter promo code Locked On to receive, get this guys, receive $20 off any purchase of $200 or more if you are a first-time customer of Vivid Seats. I was a year ago and got $20 off of my tickets thanks to Vivid Seats. Want to make sure you guys also know that all Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed by a 100% guarantee. I was able to watch my favorite football team play because of Vivid Seats, and it was truly a phenomenal experience for me and my wife as well. Now we'll take a brief break, and when we return, we'll come back and talk about the stellar defense that Utah put on the field tonight, and could this defense possibly be the fastest that Utah has ever seen? That's coming up next on the Locked On Utes podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back inside this special post-game edition of Locked On Utes. I'm your host, Tyson Ewing, and we've talked a lot about the offense so far, which was great as well, but now... I want to dig into this, this just this feisty defense that we saw against the USC Trojans tonight in a game that saw one of the top, or the top, I should say, recruit in the nation last year, JT Daniels, get benched. Yes, JT Daniels, the number one high school player last year, recruited by USC, came into this game. Of course, he's, well, he's I guess he hasn't played great this year, but he has done okay, completing roughly about 57% of his passes. So he came in, you know, expecting to be able to move the football. Well, I'll tell you this, that defense did not allow him to move the ball at all. The ground game was almost non-existent. The passing game was entirely non-existent outside of one lucky play. And that's exactly what it was. JT Daniels finished the night 6 of 16, 80 yards. He did throw a touchdown, but he had two interceptions as well by the ball-hawking defense of those safeties. That was incredible. Uh, And we'll get to those specific performances here in just a moment. I want you to take a listen on what Chase Hansen had to say about his defense. Really just about an all-around team performance. So here's Chase Hansen, the linebacker for the University of Utah. We, we've always had a lot of confidence um, in our defense and uh, the guys that we have on there. I, f- I feel like at every position, guys are just balling out. You know, we got a great defensive line, a great secondary. And, uh, I feel like me and Cody are kind of holding things down in the middle, and it makes it uh, – it's a lot of fun when everyone's doing their job. You guys, guys like Javelin, they're out, you know, making plays on the edge as well. I don't know. It's, it's, it's fun. I feel like we got a good squad. You know, we're, we're game to go up against any offense. And I feel like USC has a good offense. They're a lot of really, really good athletes. 
And there he is, Chase Hansen, the linebacker for the University of Utah. He talked about how he and Cody Barton were holding down the middle. That's something they've been doing all season long. That is one terrific duo at the linebacking core. But he did mention the name Javelin. Uh, he's talking specifically about Javelin Gidry, who, dare I say, earns the game ball for the University of Utah. The stats might not tell you that he was awesome, but you had to watch the game to see exactly what he did because he was just phenomenal. He had two pass breakups. One of them was gigantic, and I'll tell you briefly about that one if you didn't get to see the game yourself. But he was in coverage. JT Daniels underthrew his receiver, and actually what happened is it ended up hitting Javelin on the left shoulder. The ball popped in the air. Chase Hansen made a spectacular play. And in fact, he does talk about that, and, I'm, and I will even let you listen to that here in just a second, but made a spectacular play where first the ball was tipped in the air, then he tipped it back to himself and was able to get his hands underneath the football and secure it uh, to where he was able to get the interception. Now, let's actually let you listen to what Chase had to say regarding that interception. Well, J Jab made the play on the ball. I mean, he, he had great coverage on the guy, and it just kind of popped up, just kind of fumbled around for a second, and I just came up with it. I, you know, I, you know, I just tried to run the ball, and hopefully sometimes good things happen, so that was one of those times. Great stuff there from Chase Hansen. 11 tackles, 3 tackles for loss, and again, just showing up like he does each and every game for that defense. But I'm going to give my game ball to Javelin Gidry. He finished with two pass breakups. He also had three total tackles. But it was what he was doing in pressure for this Utah defense. He came into this game wondering how well Utah would be able to defend this terrific receiving core that USC produces. And Javelin Gidry came to play tonight. He was awesome on all aspects in coverage. You really just need to watch the game film to see the effect that he had in this game. So my game ball, despite the wonderful play from Chase Hansen, my defensive game ball will go to Javelin Gidry. I actually spoke very briefly with Javelin's father following the game. And I mentioned, you know, this was a great game that he played tonight. And he looked back at me and said, absolutely, thank you so much. But looking into his eyes, I could tell that this is the kind of stuff that he expects from his son. You know what? We'll see if this type of performance can continue for Javelin moving forward. Now, I do want to circle back to this topic. I had mentioned that you know, it's possible that this might be Utah's fastest defense that they've ever produced. And let me kind of just give you the reason as to why. I just mentioned these two players, Chase Hansen, Cody Barton, as a duo how fast they get to that quarterback when they bring that blitz package in is just truly just it's it's incredible how fast those guys can get to the quarterback chase hansen especially i swear he's almost flying to the quarterback when they decide to bring him in on that delayed blitz it's truly a spectacle to see how fast chase hansen can get to the quarterback now the defensive line let's look at lecky fotu let's look at uh, bradley and i let's look at Max Tapai, who didn't play very, uh, who actually didn't play as many snaps as we've been used to seeing him play the last uh, two games because of the return of Mika Tafua, who's also very quick on that defensive line. Not even mentioning Putu Tao or John Penasini. I mean, this offensive front is just is just beastly. And offensive coordinators, I would imagine, struggle mightily to develop a game plan when they have to play this Utah defense in large part because of that defensive line and because of the pressure that the linebackers bring as well. All right, now let's take a peek 
at the players that Utah has in the backfield. Julian Blackman, who was kind of quiet tonight, who kind of leads this front. Donovan Thompson, Marquise Blair, who he had five tackles, the most of anybody in that backfield. But my goodness, not only does, does Marquise Blair get to an offensive player quickly, but he knows how to lay the wood as well. Had some truly monstrous hits on those USC players tonight. Jalen Johnson and Javelin Guidry. I've already mentioned Javelin. This is just truly one of, if not the speediest defenses that I feel Utah has had ever. I mean, yes, I mentioned that 2008 defense. You might say that might be just as good. But let me just mention to you that this truly might be the fastest defense that Utah has had. Please, feel free to give me your opinions on that. Uh, Feel free to argue with me if you feel that I'm in the wrong there. I would love that. Feel free to give me a call or leave a voicemail at uh, 419-777-UTES. Send me an email at LockedOnUtes at gmail.com. Or even go to Twitter and leave uh, leave your tweet for me to read. I... Would love to know your opinion on how you feel this defense stacks as far as speed goes against any other team that Utah has put out there. I'm going to go ahead and say this is one of the best, and it's truly the fastest defense that Utah has ever had. And that will more or less put a bow on this special edition of Locked on Utes as the Utes get the big-time victory, knocking off USC by a final of 41-28. to And the Utes in prime position now, especially if they continue to play the way that they are playing now for a potential Pac-12 South title. And Utah are truly playing as one of, if not the best, in the Pac-12 conference. And again, thank you so very much for tuning in to this podcast. If you've noticed, Austin is not with me. Kind of some news for you is Austin will no longer be a part of the Locked on Utes podcast. Just due to some conflicts that he uh, that he ran into. So, uh, unfortunately, I guess I should probably say you'll be forced to listen to just me here on the Locked on Utes podcast as a bit of some news for you on the podcast front. Be sure to follow us on social media, on Twitter, on Facebook. Thanks again for tuning in. Remember, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. And be sure to leave a five-star review if you like the show as well. Once again, the Utes get the win. This is Locked on Utes for October 20th, 2018. As always, go Utes!